0: If you were ever influenced by some low-carb book or blog, you probably have the opinion that grains are evil. But whole grains decrease obesity, reduce the risk of heart disease, reduce the risk of cancer, and reduce the risk of diabetes. Refined grains do just the opposite. So today on Fork You, we are going to separate the wheat from the chaff and help you with your grains. I'm Dr. Terry Simpson, and this is Fork U, Fork University, where we make sense of the madness, bust a few myths, and teach you a little bit about food as medicine. If you heard my podcast about the first vitamin, you will know there is a huge difference between refined grains and whole grains. Refined grains, as in the case of that podcast, was rice, the polished rice, which led to berry berry. while whole grains didn't allow that to happen. In whole grain anatomy, there's sort of that outer Husker brand. There's the germ part and the endosperm part. The Husker brand is a lot of fiber, and that's where the magic is we're going to talk about today. I want you to think of the endosperm kind of like the yolk of an egg, a rich source of choline and vitamins. And the endosperm is like the white polished rice. It's a carbohydrate-rich source of calories. So let's talk about that Husker brand, which is mostly fiber. Fiber is something your body doesn't digest, but it's essential. Now, the meaning of something that's a nutrient that's essential is something your body can't produce, but is essential for your health and thriving. So if your body can't digest it, why do you need fiber? You'll hear the low-carb people saying, you don't need fiber, it's not essential. And they are 100% wrong by all of the nutrient literature out of there. Because fiber feeds gut bacteria, that thing we call the microbiome. And in your gut, there are 100 trillion bacteria. There are more bacteria in your gut than there are cells in your body. So you have to wonder, are we really a system to carry these bacteria around, but you want to think of your gut as valuable real estate and you want the good neighbors there, the good bacteria there. And as long as you have the good bacteria there and feed them that fiber, they are going to secrete chemicals which will decrease your blood sugar, decrease your blood cholesterol, decrease your risk of cancer, and decrease your risk of obesity. So let's think about those bacteria. How do you get the good ones? Well, it's not from a probiotic supplement. You already have the good bacteria in your gut. But the more fiber you feed them, the more they can secure their place in the gut and do all those good things for you. So again, think of your gut as a valuable bit of real estate that these different bacteria are competing for. If you want the healthy bacteria to occupy your gut, then you have to feed them the things that they want that are healthy, and in this case, it's fiber. And what's one of the best sources of fiber? Whole grains. Things like whole grain bread, whole grain pasta, quinoa, oats, rye, and corn, including popcorn. The fiber from the corn is the husk, and while your body can't digest that yellow kernel, if you have the right bacteria in your gut, it can. So I want you to think about this. When you feed the bacteria that fiber, the good bacteria that fiber, they grow and have a competitive advantage for gut space. They are being fed. The bacteria you don't want, they don't really tolerate fiber too well. And you can tell that when you first start adding fiber to your diet. You might feel a bit bloated, have a bit more gas. That's because the bacteria that are occupying your gut that aren't used to fiber, that are taking up that valuable real estate, that are doing bad things to you, they don't digest it and they end up giving you a lot of gas and make you feel uncomfortable. But as you continue to put fiber in your diet and the good bacteria take over, you will get less gas and those bacteria will actually produce healthy chemicals that provide a lot of benefit for you, like butyrates, which decrease your risk of colon cancer. Here are some of the other things that those healthy gut microbiome bacteria promote. They decrease ghrelin, which is one of the hunger hormones. How powerful is ghrelin? If you were to come to my house for Thanksgiving and I put on a feast, you would be stuffed when I was done. And then if I would inject you with ghrelin, you would eat all the food again. That's a powerful hunger hormone. Here's one else they increase. They increase a hormone called GLP-1. You've heard of GLP-1 in the news lately. That's the hormone that all these new anti-obesity drugs like Ozempic, Wegovy, and Mujaro use to decrease obesity. So imagine that. By taking more whole grains, you are getting the cheapest form of GLP-1 hormones because Monjaro is like $1,300 a month. Wouldn't you just rather have a sandwich? Those healthy bacteria that live off fiber also decrease fat storage. It's harder for your fat to store things. They also decrease your risk of atherosclerosis and heart disease. So how many whole grains should you eat in a day? Because whole grains are a part of the Mediterranean and the DASH diet. And if you kind of look at these serving sizes, it gets a bit confusing. Well, it turns out, if you look at a package of oats or look at the wrapper on whole bread, you will see a yellow stamp from the Whole Grain Council. You can see a version of this when you look at my blog that's associated with this podcast on yourdoctorsorders.com. So if you have a 100% whole grain sticker you will need three servings. So in the case of bread, that would be the bread I take anyway. That'd be three slices. But I get my whole grains in the morning for my oats in the morning, 100% whole grain, and my sandwich for lunch. I get everything I need from that. If you use something that has less whole grains in it, you will need six servings. So think about this. Fiber is your friend. It is essential for your health. It's an essential nutrient. We have too many refined grains in our diet and not enough unrefined grains. We need more whole grains. This week, work on getting the fiber in from whole grains. Speaking of whole grains, this podcast was sponsored by our friends at ModifyHealth.com where you can get fresh Mediterranean meals delivered to your door and you can heat them and eat them in as little as five minutes. This week, I enjoyed their chicken with wild rice and green beans. Wild rice is a whole grain. So go to ModifyHealth.com, enter the code SIMPSON25 for 25% off your first delivery and free shipping. Trust me, these are far better tasting and far healthier for you than those other meal delivery services out there, and I won't name the one that rhymes with penny or nutra whatever. They also have options if you're vegetarian, pescatarian, etc. So this week, get in your whole grains. Thank you for listening. This podcast was written by me, Dr. Terry Simpson. And while I am a physician, I'm probably not your physician. And if you want help with your diet and you want help with any health problems, please see a regular board-certified physician, not a functional medicine, not an Eastern medicine doctor, but a real doctor. This podcast was produced and distributed by our friends at Simpler Media, Ali Press, and the pod god, Mr. Evo Terra, who is working on getting whole grains into his diet. Even as we speak. I mean, after all, if you're going to have bratwurst and sausage as a sausage with your beer, you know, you might as well put it in a whole grain wrap. All right, Evo. Pass over the sausage. Yeah, I think I might need to recommit myself to this whole Mediterranean diet thing. And by recommit, I mean commit. Commit. I'm pre-diabetes. We might need to chat again soon, Doc.